<clears throat> hey guys, welcome back to my art and self-improvement podcast. I'm Katie and I'm a life coach and artist. I'm a life coach for artists. I help artists stop procrastinating on their art so that they can get paid doing what they love. I struggled with anxiety, depression, self-loathing, so much self-sabotaging behaviors, and this is my update of how I'm improving my mindset and my life one podcast at a time at the time. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. If you did not celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you had a delicious meal over the weekend anyway. Um, but it was Thanksgiving over in the US. So during the Thanksgiving holiday, my friend actually um, came and visited me and we celebrated Thanksgiving on the beach, which was really, really nice. And another thing that I celebrated was that I completed the Hugh Vember challenge. I did all 30 days um, and I posted a drawing every single day and I am sufficiently very proud of myself. Um, I did it. I did it even when I didn't want to. I did it when I didn't feel like it. I did it even when um, uh, I thought my drawing was really bad. I did it even when I didn't want to post it. All of that stuff. And I'm really, really, really glad I did it. I think it was the best decision that I made this year to take on this challenge because it really opened my eyes up a little bit more about what it is that I'm able to do. Pretty much what I realized is that like, if I'm willing to make bad art, if I'm willing to feel uncomfortable and I'm willing to post bad art, there's no reason why I wouldn't be able to do any kind of challenge like that. Um, so yeah, very, very, very proud. And somebody messaged me on um, on one of the days because I posted saying like, oh, I really don't feel like it today, but I'm going to do it anyway. And somebody kindly like DM'd me saying like, hey, just so you know, um, you don't have to do every single day. You can skip a day. No one's going to kill you. And um, super sweet and super nice of them. And yes, I agree that like, there's nothing bad that will happen and it's not like a reason to have beaten myself up or anything like that if I had skipped a day. Um, like really it's it's not a bad thing, right? Like doing one day, <laughs> um, doing 21, 29 days out of 30 days is awesome. Doing Doing one day out of 30 days is awesome, right? Like I think it's all great. Um, but I was really determined to just create that relationship with myself that I honor my commitments, that I do what I say I'm going to do. If I commit to something, I am, I want to become the person where I, if I make a decision and I commit to it, then I'm going to follow through on it. Like I want to have that kind of trust with myself um, and so that's really, I think the most important thing that I got out of this 30 day challenge is that it's that just like one little more like bit of trust that I have with myself. Like after the first few days of making, you know, the, the Huevember drawings and then uploading it and thinking they look horrible, but whatever, I'm going to upload it anyway. I'm going to do this challenge because it's important to me. And after I, yeah, after I felt the discomfort of like posting something that I don't think looks great and 
like realizing that it's not so bad. It's not the end of the world. Nothing kills me. And I can totally do this. I can totally do 30 days of bad drawings if I have to. That's when I really, really knew that like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to complete this challenge. Like I just know it, you know? Um, and that is a feeling and an experience that I don't have often. So that's really cool that I've gotten to experience that kind of level of certainty or that feeling of just like, oh yeah, it's pretty much done. Like it's as if it's already done. It's just that knowingness. And that's really, really amazing. And like I said, kind of unfamiliar, not something I'm used to. Or as somebody who has struggled with like lifelong procrastination, that kind of feeling of like, just trusting that you're going to do what you say you're going to do does not has not been on my radar for a while so it feels kind of like my my the language of my body which is our emotions right like it feels like I just got a little bit more fluent it just feels like I kind of expanded a little bit more like I feel like now I actually really understand what certainty feels like um in in my body or like trust but it really is like this certainty it's like in the past whenever I've tried to create certainty it doesn't it always felt like a fight <laughs> inside my body it was kind of like I was trying to will myself to feel certain and maybe it was more of like a rough kind of determination kind of feeling in my body it really felt a lot more yeah it felt a lot more rough a little bit more forced but with this experience with Huvember, that feeling of like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to do 30 days, like I just know it. Um, it. It's a lot more calm. It doesn't feel like rough. It really feels solid. And I would not have been able to, yeah, I would not have been able to kind of discover what it actually feels like um, until I had done this challenge. And so I, it's not about being perfect. Like I, it's really not about getting that stamp of approval of being perfect. It's really, really, really about just like, like honoring your commitments. That's really it. It's, it's not that you're not good enough or, um, um, if it's not perfect, it's not good enough or anything like that. Like the, the, the exercise of doing it perfectly, doing it, you know, once every day for 30 days and really doing it every single day it's just kind of forming that relationship with yourself like think about <laughs> like let's think about like somebody who's like a heroin addict and they're trying to like wean themselves off of heroin right like they they if they take one more hit of heroin like 20 days after um it can't just be like 80 percent 90 percent like perfect right it has to be like a hundred percent for them to really really like um get themselves off of the drug it's kind of the same thing here if we really i if i really want to build that kind of trust with myself um it's not about the perfection and i'm going to punish myself unless it's perfect it's really about like i know i'm capable of this um i know i can do this i know i can create this i know i can create that trust with myself and i and i did it and i want to do that so it's so it, it's been so beneficial for me to like kind of discover that language. And um, now I know that in the future, if I want to kind of create if I want to create certainty in another goal that I haven't, you know, quite 
figured out yet, I know actually what certainty feels like for me to call it up. So that's what I mean about how like my language of my body feels bigger. Um, and so it's kind of helped making me feel like, whoa, okay, like I wonder what else I can use this on. I wonder what goals I could accomplish or something like that. Like it was just so beneficial to my relationship with myself that I decided to set an impossible goal for 2020. So this is a goal that I currently feel is very impossible <laughs> to achieve, but I want to go after it anyway. And the goal is I want to plan my time ahead of time weekly and I want to follow my calendar like to a T, like a complete T. I know I'm not going to be perfect in the beginning. There's going to be a lot of trial and error and a lot of learning about why I decided to go off schedule and things like that. But really then the goal is that in the last quarter of the year next year, so for three months, I want to be able to follow my schedule that I decided ahead of time perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. Um, and so in in Self-Coaching Scholars, which is my mentor's... Um, um, like personal development um, membership site. It's kind of like the Netflix of personal development. Um, that's what we're focusing on on this month is setting an impossible goal for 2020. And essentially what you're doing is that you're, you set a goal that you believe is impossible and then for all of next year and then you, you commit to like 25 fails every quarter. And you just fail over and over and over and over again until you create this goal. And so, yep, that is my impossible goal is I want to plan my week or maybe a day. But I want to I do like an entire week, plan it and then follow it exactly. So some of you might be thinking, that sounds insane. Why would you ever do that? That sounds horrible. That seems like no fun. Like that sounds like really anal. Like there's no spontaneity, no excitement. Like I get it. I, it sounds like horrible, but from my experience of using a plan or like using my Google calendar and planning my time, planning the things that I'm going to work on, planning like the hour, it's actually so freeing to know that like if I decide to do something and I break it down and I put it on my calendar I put my entire to-do list on the calendar and I throw away the to-do list and I just know that it's on my calendar and all I have to do is follow my calendar and everything is taken care of it is absolutely freeing it relieves me of making any decisions in the moment which is exhausting and another reason why planning is so useful and so freeing is because in the moment, what happens is usually if we're making decisions in the moment, like it, like right now, it's often being made by the primal brain. And the primal brain is the brain that cares about avoiding pain, seeking pleasure and being efficient. And for a lot of us who struggle with procrastination, like we are, our lives are kind of run by that primal brain because we are seeking pleasure so much like overly with either games or our phone, Instagram, YouTube, um, books, whatever, right? Like, um, we are 
like avoiding any kind of discomfort and we are just like like pleasure junkies like that's what's happening for a lot of us and so what planning allows is that we make instead of making decisions from that primal brain who always wants to choose pleasure in the moment which is why we end up not drawing or doing anything that we actually want to be doing that requires a bit of discomfort um, when we plan we're making that those decisions from our higher brain it's the part of our brain from the prefrontal cortex that knows how to plan that knows how to think in the future that is willing to be uncomfortable that is like um, the part that really believes in us pretty much I want to be living from that part of the brain as much as I possibly can and so I want that part of the brain to be making the decisions for my life. And by the way, this does not mean no video games or no TV or any of that. Like my higher self will make decisions to plan time so I can do those things. So I have free time so I can go on holidays. But what's amazing is that when I do that, when I plan my free time, when I plan my holidays, then all of that is guilt free, like all of it. All of it is totally taken care of. It was part of the plan. I can fully enjoy it and be present when I do have that free time. Ex unlike for most of us who struggle with procrastination, we are feeling guilty and like we should be doing more and we should be working instead, right? And we don't even fully enjoy our free time or the time that we used to procrastinate. So this is why planning is actually so much more freeing than being spontaneous spontaneity sounds nice it sounds good but actually like so many of us get paralyzed by indecision and it doesn't end up being that like fun exciting thing but like i said i'm gonna plan i plan to plan time for me to be spontaneous, like, you know, once a week, every quarter is what I'm kind of thinking where I get to have a week off of no planning, no work and just be do whatever it is that I want and really allow myself to be spontaneous. And again, I get to do that guilt free because it's all planning. So this is why I want to do this. And I think it's going to cause me to grow like crazy. And I already got a taste of like my um, how much better my relationship is with, my, with myself when I did the 30 day challenge. And um, now it's like I can just feel like this is exactly the goal that I need to set for next year. Like a lot of coaches for their impossible goals, oftentimes it's some kind of financial goal. Um, I this like is rocking my socks right now. Like the idea of being so like just trusting myself like in like a crazy amount doing what I say I'm gonna do all that kind of stuff like oh this feels like exactly oh I just want that kind of relationship with myself so bad like imagine that feeling imagine that feeling of being like okay if I commit to something I know I'm gonna achieve it or I know I'm gonna do it or I just know you know it's just it's just this like overall feeling of knowing and trust with yourself oh my god I love that. I want that so badly. So I wanted to also talk about like why some people don't need this. I have been going down a binging rabbit hole of like Taylor Swift because she recently won Artist of the Decade, which is very impressive. And she's had, you know, like whether you're a fan of her or not, um, she's made like four platinum 
albums, four albums in a row, if I'm not wrong, right? Like I think she sold a million copies for all four of our four of her recent albums. So like she, uh, whether you're a fan or not, she's quite an artist, right? And she's like, she's figured something out. And so I, um, I was listening to some interviews about her and just hearing like what she's saying. And yeah, she doesn't plan her time at all, right? She doesn't really think about like what's going to happen and stuff like that. It's like, um, like it sounds to me and, and you probably know many artists you look up to who just seem like, like art just pours out of them. Like she just makes songs, like she just can't not write songs. She just, she just thinks of an idea and she's got to put it out. Um, and like many, I've, I've many successful YouTubers that I've seen too, don't do this, right. They don't plan their time. They kind of just do it when they feel like it. And that's awesome for them. That's so cool. And of course, like what I'm hoping and what I think is going to happen is that when I continue to plan my time like this and I just keep like making art, even when I don't feel like it and I just keep doing it. I think eventually I will get to a place where like I just want to do it naturally like I do but I think it's kind of like working out in the beginning it's uncomfortable until you get to a place where you can't even imagine going go, starting your day without um without a run right um anyway so they don't need to do this it seems like they are just like machines or they just not machines but they just seem to like it just art just pours out of them and I used to make that mean something really terrible about me I used to make that mean like I must not love it I must not be cut out for it maybe this isn't meant for me like if if I really love art like it's supposed to pour out of me like all these other people and I've pretty much just decided and I really believe this is to be true that like all of that is bullshit like that that doesn't mean anything like me like struggling with procrastination has n means nothing to me as an artist and my future as an artist and all that kind of stuff and I was really thinking about it like what is the difference like what is the difference between me and um, and these other people where, yeah, art just flows. Right. And my belief and what I really think is happening is really at one point in our lives, sometime probably in our childhood, we created an association with different things. So, you know, for many of us who struggle with procrastination, We've pretty much just created an association um, that when it comes to things like video games or your phone and stuff like that, like this is pleasurable. And remember, we have a brain that wants to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So we've associated, you know, like our phones and stuff like that with safety, right? Especially, especially for maybe many of us who grew up in surroundings or situations where as children we really did feel a lot of negative emotion we felt a lot of negative emotion and our instinct was just to get away from that as much as possible and so like yeah that's why we associate that's why we're just so deep into video games and all that kind of stuff right um this is not true for everyone like you don't you don't have to have a terrible childhood to be like struggling with procrastination because like I, I know of many like successful people that I look up to who had really, you know, terrible childhoods. 
um, and they are still super prolific and they are still super like, you know, like they put out a lot of work, like they don't seem to really struggle, like art comes out of them as well, but it doesn't matter. The point is when we were like at some point in our development, we just made an association. That's all. What, like whether the environment was quote unquote good or not, um, we made an association whether like art is pleasure or art is not pleasure, like something else is more pleasurable, which is um, right, like yeah, our phones and stuff like that, right? All the things that we use typically to procrastinate. Okay, so that's really it, right? It's just there's an association that happened. The amazing thing though, right, is that like that part of our brain that made that association, which really is like that primal brain, right? The, the, the brain that wants to avoid pain, seek pleasure. Like that part of the brain only runs the show if we let it, if we allow it to. And so some of us who have made that association might think that like planning our time and doing the thing that we say we're going to do, especially when we don't feel like it, we might just need to do that we're, we're just kind of like working we're just kind of working with what, he, what we have um so but but ultimately the primal brain does not have to be the one that's running the show and that is why i really am so excited about this goal and how much i really want to get started and do it um because yeah i just it's just like it, it means nothing to me it means nothing as an um it means nothing about me as an artist that it just doesn't flow out of me naturally all of the time. And so I know a lot of people who struggle with feeling this way. Um, um, and so I just, I want to be, I want to disprove this totally. I just want to disprove this notion that like, if it's not pouring out of you, if you're not addicted to your art, all this kind of stuff, then we're not cut out for it. Then that means like something's wrong with us. Somebody is a better artist somebody loves it more all that stuff i think that's bullshit i think that's super off i think what's happening is we all have human brains right and the beauty of our brains is that we all like adapt to different surroundings and we all our brains make associations it, our brains our brains like make something mean something so um I'm just going to work with the brain that I have. And it means nothing about my future as an artist. So I hope that was really useful. And that makes sense. If you are interested in doing something like this too, oh my God, please tell me. I'd love to hear about it. And if you're still struggling with procrastination and taking any action at all, um, please contact me and you can schedule like a consult call with me. Um, the, the description, the link in the description somewhere of this podcast, um, or you can DM me and all that good stuff. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye.